Hello! Happy Friday and welcome back to the Trading Desk with myself, Joshua Thanos, and my partner, Jason Main. Thanks for logging in, guys. Yep, another yeah. Friday, another week in the books. That's right. It's Friday night, guys, so it's time to get jiggy with it. Nope. All right. Uh, wrist check, Jay. What are you wearing today? Today I am wearing, you guys know this watch, it's back, the 114060 Ceramic Non-Date Sub, uh, the best Submariner ever made. I uh, love this watch. I wear it all the time. Probably the, arguably the most versatile watch that exists, um, the Submariner. What? And uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's the perfect watch. Okay. What are you going to, nah. All kidding aside, uh, this thing does get worn quite a bit. Um, I put, I purposely put it back in the watch box for a little while uh, to live without it for about a month um, to, to really get back to enjoying some of my other watches. Uh, plus, I just got that Oris, so I wanted to include it in the rotation, but I'm happy to have this back on the wrist. And this is the. Uh, That's you, not me. This is the ceramic uh, non-date sub, as I was saying. Nice. All right, and Josh right. is and, wearing. Uh, it looks like you cleaned the crystal after your public shaming. So yeah, nice. I, don't, I don't even know that was really a thing. I don't it know. was. You seem to be hung up on oh, that. Many, really many people are upset about how dirty your watch was, Jason. Okay. You gotta take better care, man. You sell those for a living, you know. All right. So uh, on the wrist here, you guys, uh, it's a new one for me because I tend I. I move a little quicker than Jason does in terms of uh, watch trading and whatnot. So um, we'll talk about that a little bit later today. Oh, wow. That looks fantastic on does screen. look good. Dude, that, that looks better on screen than it does. I think uh, Josh took our, my last episode with CQ a little bit to heart. I didn't watch it, Jason. Yeah. I, don't, I don't watch anything he called, that's Josh called me for advice right before he pulled the trigger on this. And yeah. Untrue. Fake news. So uh, here you have a the 41-millimeter uh, ceramic uh, Omega Seamaster 300M. So this is the prior to the wave dial, which um, I was going back and forth. Uh, actually, I had a customer who bought one of these from us, and that's kind of how I buy my watches at this point now. It's just if I sell something that I really, really like, I go out and buy it myself. Uh, and we'll talk about that a little bit more later. But yeah, so this is the uh, newest piece to the uh, collection. It's fantastic, actually. Uh, I, I I like it better on the bracelet than the 42. The 42 on a bracelet is a little big. The 42 on a strap, unbelievable, fantastic watch. Go buy one today in every metal imaginable. There you go. Zoom it in. Let's just get like super close. So oh, this wow, is the, that's fantastic. Yeah, that blue really pops. Dude. So uh, that's probably my favorite iteration of this generation mm -hmm. in the blue on blue. Um, but we had the black on black last week when we compared it to the 42 millimeter yeah. when I was here with Sequan. And uh, I think this is my favorite of the 300 meter bones. You mentioned uh, that, that you like the blue. So I told you, if you buy the black, I'll just trade you straight up. Because yeah. I can't, I'd rather have the black. I had a good chance. I had a chance to get a good deal on this one here, which is another way I buy my watches. If it's a good deal, I'll just go ahead and buy it. Um, and you know, this came full set and uh, I'm loving it. I'm enjoying it. I wore it in Miami last week. Perfect uh, so watch for Miami. Yeah, I wore it to the beach. I also wore it out to dinner. Just wore it kind of at all times. And uh, so Personal. I'd say it's probably the most versatile watch you could buy on the planet. Yeah. But yeah, and that's, also that's price really point's what fantastic. The, the this or that should have been. Oh, yeah, it's probably true. Um, maybe we can do that instead. But yeah. yeah, so and the price point, I think, with the retail on this was like 4400 bucks. Yeah, I mean. Nearly free. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's retail, but that let's really be honest. Sense. There's so many. Yeah, I didn't pay retail uh, for it. Seamasters out there that you can get great deals yeah, on. Yeah, pre you can get it for less than three grand, And it's an unbelievable value at that price point. There are some certain upgrades on the newer one, mm -hmm. but I think bang for buck, and if it was my dollar, I'd mm -hmm. buy that watch. Yeah, I think, well, the, the so biggest... I, I think you did good. Yeah, thank you very much, Jason. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that, you know, and that's really why I buy watches, so that you can tell me I did a good job. Yeah, good job. Awesome. All right, are we done here? Yeah, let's no. go home. All right, cool. So uh, this week, um, we have a this or that poll. It's going to be uh, 
a little bit skewed. Yeah. So basically, shows you how much we we have a chance to prepare for this, uh, especially going into the to the holiday season. Things are very busy in the office, so uh, we could bring up the this or that. Do we have the graphic for it? I don't even know what the graphic looks like. <laughs> Just this or that. All right, cool. So uh, we meant to put the uh, an IWC versus JLC. They're supposed to be stainless steel, um, like kind of like lower end pieces. I grabbed the wrong watch, guys. So we're still gonna do it, and we'll see how it goes. So the poll is still up. You could pick Jason's uh, IWC. You could pick up my JLC, and we'll talk about them in just a second. You wanna go first, Jay? Uh, sure. I'll right, go first. Go so this watch uh, is really nice. Actually. Yeah. The the idea was kind of looming into uh, what we're gonna talk about right after this, uh, and it was relatively entry level Swiss watches. So like the first, you know, a good entry level first watch. Right. That's Swiss made. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not going to break the bank. This is uh, the newest Portofino that exists, and uh, it's actually super nice. It's really, actually, really nice. Nobody it's ever f- talks about Portofinos. So. Yeah. Look, so it's the gloss black dial, um, negative date, which I really appreciate. It's a forty millimeter, so it's a pretty modern dress watch. You were saying that about a negative date on another watch. I can't remember yeah. what it was. Like you said, that would, that would make pro- oh the the AP diver. You right. mentioned that if yeah. they have the negative date with the black with the white it just writing. Is, it makes such a clean, especially on a dress watch. I think it's a very important detail. On a sport watch, like sometimes the dials can be a little bit more cluttered and it doesn't mm-hmm. make, it's not a big uh, deterrent. But on something like this where the dial is so clean, it really helps. Um, and then so you 40 millimeter, like I was saying, uh, really nothing much going on the case back. But what? Oh, look, a solid case back. Solid case back, but you know where you save that money. You know, uh, this particular piece retails like $4,500. Sure. Pre-owned, these are well under three grand, yeah. like $2,700 pre-owned. You can get one that's flawless, full set. 40 millimeter, Swiss made automatic, sapphire crystal, great dress watch. It's simple. Um, and I think for, you know, for what it is for the money, I would go with that over something like a Longines, right? Sure. Like if you're Hold looking at like a $1,100 Longines, why don't we spend a little spend $2,200 or $2,500 and get the IWC. So yeah. for me, that's a good entry-level dress watch. I think that's fantastic. So my pick was going to be uh, the Steel Geophysic. Oh, that's true second. True second. A little bit different than the watch we have here. So I went and grabbed a watch out of the safe, and if you guys can zoom in here, you can see what we got going on. It's pretty, though. All right. So at first glance, this looks exactly like a Steel Geophysic True Second. Except but that there's doesn't more. Say, yeah, it doesn't say true, true second on the dial. And in fact, if you feel the watch, you notice it seems a little heavy. The reason being, this watch is made of platinum. <laughs> this is actually a super cool watch. And again, this or that, whatever you guys want to pick. His watch retails for $45. Mine retails for $25,000. Yeah. Josh says it was a mistake. I think he just tried to trick me. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I think I'll lose, though. So if you notice here, you'll see it says limited edition of 58 pieces, and that's the case. So this was, in 2014, they released the three versions of, of the Geophysique. Um, it what it had a, uh, they had a steel, a rose, uh, the steel was, I think, 500 pieces or 800 pieces, the rose was 300 pieces. And then they released a platinum of 58 pieces, which we have here. I can't even find another for sale online. So this is actually kind of a special watch. Um, but yeah, so this, this watch, uh, 38 and a half millimeters, so it has the same wrist presence as that IWC, except when people ask you, hey, that's a great, or they tell you, they compliment you, hey, that's a great stainless steel watch. You say, no, 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 this one is platinum, which has the same look as stainless steel without the stigma of low cost. Yeah. 
So spend 25 grand to get a watch that looks like it's steel, but it's it is super special. Um, this is certainly not an entry level watch in any uh, uh, in any sense of the word. The opposite of what you tried to accomplish. Yeah, exactly. But and it's part of a larger. It's it's good as part of a larger um, uh, collection. I'd say the watch is special. So if you like JLC, it looks nothing like a True Seconds. That's a 1958, right? But the dials are literally the same, except that one says True Second, one do that doesn't. So. Um, yeah, so imagine geophysic. five minutes left to get out of the office, running out of here to get to the show for you guys. Josh yeah. looks in the vault, sees a watch with beige hands, pulls it. Yeah. All right, we're out of here. That's it's a JLC, happened. though, so it's almost the same. So, yeah, you got you got the brand right. Yeah. So points for that. Yeah. Uh, and the, yeah, the true second is all about the debut complication, which I really like. And I've been trying to work that into a this or that for a while. Maybe I'll get it right next week. Um, the debut is probably the coolest part of that watch. I like that complication. Yeah, Deadbeat is super cool. I wish uh, more, well, like Arnold's son does that in almost every one of their watches. Yeah, and those are super special. Super. Super special. awesome watches. Right, just really the best. Just the best watches. Yeah, man. So you guys can vote this or that. I have a feeling, I actually I have no idea what's going to win. So you can either spend less than $4,500 on Jason's stainless steel entry level IWC or more than $20,000 on a platinum one of 15 or one of 58 uh, geophysic yeah. watches. So awesome comparison. Um, so you can either start a collection and then complete a collection with three other watches or four yeah. other watches or buy Josh's Actually, watch. you know what? These are bookends. This is a great watch to start a collection with. Sorry, let's see. Here. Let's see. This, uh, the, J, the IWC is a great watch to start a collection with, especially if you, want, if you work in an office and you don't want to have a bracelet watch. Uh, if you want something that's not going to be banging on, your, on the desk all day long, you don't want to scratch it up like this huge clasp that I have here. That's actually a very good entry-level watch uh, for somebody who works in an office. This is a fantastic like bookend piece to uh, kind of complete a collection. You know, after you buy that, maybe you go to a, an Omega, like a Speedmaster or something. Then you get a, a Submariner. Um, then maybe you get you know an or Hublot Seamaster, or something or a Panerai, something funky. Then you One of the cool the things about this piece, and uh, with the seven and a half inch wrist, and you guys know I wear the Pam Five Ten. It's my largest watch in forty-four millimeter. And then the sub, or, or maybe one or two of my Seikos, are the smaller size. This is a 40 millimeter case, and it actually wears really nice for a dress look. Yeah, the lugs are long. Yeah. That's kind of the reason. And, and the watch I, is I not mean, thin. It's nice. Um, here, I'm going to vote for myself and see huh. what the results are. Let's throw the results up there, just for shits and giggles here. Let's see how many guys got 25K for Platinums. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Hey, you're waiting for Lots of those now. guys. Are, by the way, give me a call. Watch is for sale. Let me see here. Is it for sale? <laughs> that oh. watch is for sale. Okay. Uh, everybody who voted for it now has to make a bid. That's how it works now. All right. Let me see how this wears. Oh, wow. This is nice. Yeah, it's nice. So my wrist is a little bit smaller than yours. I have about a lacquered seven dial wrist. is pretty cool. Is it lacquered? Well, it's like a, well, it might not be lacquered. So a true gloss dial, yeah. Yeah, it does wear very nice, yeah. actually. It's pretty nice. For a dress watch, I think it's definitely appropriate. Yeah, I think so as well. Um, all right, cool. So that was something. <laughs> that was mishap, uh, yeah. but we, you know, we're working with it. Two cool watches. Right. So, um, they, and, and it actually kind of takes us into what we wanted to chat about today, guys. We're not really going to talk about the market on watches because we're a little bit tired of talking about the market on watches. We've been buying and selling them all week. So what we wanted to talk about is actually buying watches and I guess selling them as well, but um, collecting. Um, we talked about a little bit. We've had our collections on, on the show before, which was uh, a few months ago. It was kind of a disaster. It was kind of like a boring show. Um, so we want to make it more conversational, and what we want to talk about is kind of our approach to collecting. Seeing as I just bought a, 
I bought an, uh, an Omega. Yeah. It would be like my second or third Omega that I've had in my collection. I it's the only one I have now. You have your uh, your Rolex, and I mean, I have more watches than you. I mean, I have real watches that say like would trade in an office like ours. I probably have like six or seven, and then I probably altogether I probably have like right now I think I counted over twenty watches. I got a bunch of yeah. junk. A long time ago, I can I got rid of a lot of my junk stuff, so yeah. I consolidated. But I probably have. Well, you've been collecting twice as long as I have, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I went, at one point I had, uh, I don't know, 60 watches maybe. Just all <laughs> all kinds of Seikos all and all kinds of, all kinds of craziness. 60, all right. So I don't have 60 but, yet, I, but I, you know, I, I find a hobby and I kind of jump yeah, head in. Yeah, like, you well, know. Now you have like 30 knives. So yeah, I find a hobby and I jump <laughs> all. Um, but yeah, it, there's definitely uh, different paths to collecting. So yeah. that's kind of what we wanted to talk about. Um, I think what really sets it apart is not so much the path, but the mindset behind the process, it. Process, right? Right, the process of, of how you establish what you want. So uh, this came about because uh, Josh came came back after purchasing this and you know told me, hey, look what I got. And he, he just kind of knew after he sold the one to his customer that like, yeah. all right, that's on the short list. And if a deal pops up, I'm going to grab one. It's easy to find a deal. So, on too, yeah. So why don't you talk about that a little bit of, of kind of how right. you so right determine now, what you're going to buy. Yeah. And and, it, and I think uh, the way you collect evolves a little bit. And I've had these conversations with people before. So I thought that's it's a good way to talk about it on the show. So um, right now, well, number one, the reason why I think both of us collect watches is because we're in the industry, right? Yeah. Which is a little bit different than our customers who are buying watches from us or our friends who buy watches um, who are not in the industry. Uh, for them and well partially for us it's a celebration of success right so you know um that's that's the number one the reason why you buy a, an expensive watch because you can buy anything that, that can tell time you can pay three dollars for a quartz watch it'll tell time sure. you're buying your first nice swiss watch normally because it's a celebration of success maybe you know you worked up to something and now you want to prove to yourself or prove to others that hey listen you know i can afford something like this i've i've accomplished uh you know enough of my life that i can you know Justify away, owning this. Yeah. Or however you want to look at it. Justify spending one, two, three, five, ten, twenty, a hundred thousand dollars on a watch, right? So uh, my first watch was, uh, and I used to wear it a lot um, on the show actually when I first started because it was really my only watch. Uh, was a Panerai, and that's kind of why I like Panerai so much. It was a Panerai 380, which was a it's a manual wind Radiumir, and it's uh, stainless steel. It's got the OP logo, black seal on there. Um, at the time when I bought it, it was a $4,900 retail. Uh, not too long after, they dropped the retail to 42 which was super awesome. Thanks, Panera. I really appreciate that. Um, and then they discontinued it as well. Right. Now they have like a newer version of the watch. Uh, but yeah, that was my very first um, Swiss watch, like real watch. You know, I had some G-Shocks. Uh, yeah. Had some like mall junk watches. I remember that watch. I think I wore that watch for a weekend one time when we were down That's in right. Florida. Yeah. yeah. It was a good watch. Yeah, it was. It was a really good watch. It kind of it. That was my entry into Swiss watches. It got me comfortable because, to be honest with you, before I started selling watches, I got into watches. I really didn't wear them. Uh, I just didn't really think about it. I had a cell phone. Never really understood, um, you know, why somebody would spend the money on a watch. Right. So once you, once I got once I was in the industry and I saw the watches and I started seeing people spend money on them, and I started looking at this. I'm like, all right, well, you know, number one, it's a store of value, right? So there's not a lot of luxury goods that you can you can buy that are worth the money. Um, that are especially in this price range, you know, sometimes there's special, there's some Ferraris, I guess, that you can buy and they're worth money. Right. Um, but normally like, you know, you go buy a Lexus, you buy a Mercedes and it's worth, you know, a fraction of what you paid for it. That's kind of what luxury is, right? With watches, 
Um, I guess that can be the, the case as well. But if you buy a pre-owned watch, for the most part, it's going to be uh, worth you know usually seven, at least 75% of what you spend. So it's a store of value for a lot yeah. of people. Um, it's also a, it's also you know a celebration of your success in the, in the regards that you know if I buy a Mercedes, I can't walk into the restaurant at the, and buy a nice steak and have that Mercedes on my wrist, right? Whereas I can carry my you know my Samaritan or my gold Rolex present everywhere I go. So it's if an, you're buying it as a as a um, celebration of success, that's part of it, always having it with you. You know, making an impression, yeah. looking down at your wrist and, and having a certain it's an interesting about take, it. yeah. Right. For so, sure, it's definitely something to think about. I, I don't, you know, I know a lot of people that are both ways. Some sure. people internalize, like I personally, the watch yeah. is for me and I'm not worried you're, about, like I don't, don't want I, I look two shits about what somebody, like it's for me, you mm -hmm. know, and I'm, and I guess technically it's collecting, but I like watches that are wearers. Sure. So I'm not putting anything in, in a safe. Same mm -hmm. thing with knives or whatever. Like I want to be able to use it um, and carry Use it. your knives? Yeah, all the time. Really? Um, you want to see? <laughs> so, what happened to that jogger that we saw last week that you were yelling at? So, um, <laughs> so for me, it's more about, like, I don't necessarily, like, I guess the celebrating success, like, it's nice to upgrade. I've, I never, so I grew up around watches. Mm -hmm. My grandfather was into watches. My really? father was into watches. So when I was a kid, like, I had a, a digital, you know, Casio on my wrist sure. when I was, when I was a little kid. And, uh, always had a watch. And, uh, one of the very first things that I purchased when I, my very first job making minimum wage was a watch. It was nothing special, but it was a bracelet watch and it was analog. It wasn't digital. It was the first like analog watch I bought. So, um, you know, my first Swiss watch, I was actually working in the industry, um, for about a year, I would say maybe, maybe 15 months or so before I actually pulled the trigger. Right. And kind of to get back to what you were talking about you're a little bit more yeah. spur of the moment not maybe not maybe not like months. ooh shiny type of spur of the moment uh, kind like of. you like <laughs> you like what you like to a baseline and then if something pops up it's it's what you want sure but you have that was bigfoot guys <laughs> um we definitely we definitely um have different profiles right sure. so i have like a hit list and i know what i like mm -hmm. and it's kind of like an evolving, like that's the next step. That's the next. Sure. So for me, um, I'm a little you bit more, more yeah, I'm, I'm much more deliberate in my yes. research and my planning yeah. in uh, determining what I want and figuring it out. Mm -hmm. So it took me about, uh, you know, not that it took me a year to make the decision, but it was about a year to 15 months before I was comfortable spending a good sum, spending about a check worth yeah. of money on a watch. Mm -hmm. And so my very first watch uh, that was a serious watch was a Breitling Super Ocean Steelfish. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, and I got it directly from Breitling. Um, they had, you know, a special uh, incentive plan uh, back then at Torno when I was there. And I was able to get a pretty good deal on it. And Was it free? Uh, no, it was not. I spent... Um, was this the watch that you recently sold not yeah, long ago? Yeah, I had it for a long time. You know, uh, Wow, yeah, you're much 12... more deliberate than I am. Yeah, well, I'm it was a great watch. the moment. It was a great watch, and... Um, you know, I wore it for many, many years. It served me very well. And I still think it's probably the most handsome uh, Breitling that exists. The Steelfish has those big, bright dive markers. Sure. Um, you know, it's it's depth rated. It's it, I mean, it's an awesome watch. And for what you can get them for pre-owned, uh, right now, I think you get them for like two grand, 2200 bucks. Sure. Back then, the retail, I think, How'd was you sell almost you 5000 to a guy in the office? That's strange. Chasing <laughs> Yeah, it didn't. But um, <laughs> I definitely didn't take a loss on it. Um, it was... I mean, it was a great piece, sure. and I've seen that the, the coolest. Yeah, the coolest thing for me is you that were I spent. You watch when we hired you. Did you? Was I? Maybe. Yeah. 
That's on right. a NATO strap, I, I think. I remember that. I'm yeah. not going to forget. So for me, like the research paid off because mm-hmm. that watch lasted, you know, 12 years in my collection and it was worn all the time and it, it, it certainly paid itself back in having it and owning sure. it in value. So that's kind of the way I see it. Like I see owning, you know, to me, this is not a $9,000 watch, right? Because I didn't pay that for it. But 7500 retail. Right. But on secondary now, I mean, they're, they're crazy. Same thing. So, all right, the date is about, but the yeah, thing the is, is the thing is like, if I wear this for 15 years mm-hmm. and I take a $2,000 loss, let's say, which probably isn't going to happen, but if it is, yeah. I got 15 things go back years to normal, of, will. of work at, out of this thing. You yeah. know, that's the way I look at it. Mm-hmm. So I'm a little bit more deliberate. I like doing the research. I like crossing over X and Y and Z. Sure. Um, Josh is a little bit more yeah, spur of the moment. And it took me three months to buy. Ooh, squirrel. Well, well so here's um, the story, actually. You want to hear the actual story of how I bought my watch? So I the, was going to buy a Pam Triple Zero. The Radimir? Yes. Okay. So the first, the first watch, the first Switch watch I ever bought, before that I had a G-Shock. And in terms of my background, like my dad had a Tag Heuer, I think it might have been fake I, yeah. I don't know like my dad doesn't wear watches he wear does now because i buy him watches but right. he didn't care about watches um and i didn't know much about them so uh i was working actually at watch you want uh for like three or four months uh doing all right buying and selling watches getting pretty good at it had a few checks i decided i was going to buy a pam triple zero um uh, oj yeah. Watley had uh, kind of talked me into panerai um oj if you're watching thank you shout out to oj yeah if you're not watching it's a little upsetting hope you're enjoying your life right so uh yeah so i bought a uh i was going to buy a pam triple zero so the original logo and i I had it and i was trying to decide uh that was i just something i got a bug up my butt and decided that or up my ass i don't ever say that but that's weird so (laughs) got a bug up my ass and decided i was going to buy a watch that day um i guess it was probably day after payday Right. I got the watch on my desk. I'm looking at it. This is a watch that was in our inventory. It was for sale on our website. I'm looking at it. I put it on my wrist. I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to buy this. Yes, I've decided I'm going to buy this watch. I'm getting all excited about it. Got my got my debit card out. About to ring myself up. And all of a sudden, I get an email. Hey, uh, this watch is sold. Uh, so I turn around to the guy behind me who sent a desk behind me. He literally sells the watch while it's on my wrist. It's gone. I'm like, hey, can you talk the guy out? No, he goes, no, give give it back. Give me the damn watch. Yeah, that was Lenny Steinman. Thank you so much, Lenny. So Lenny sells the watch off my wrist. I I was a little pissed. I'm like, shoot. So I go back into the safe, and the next watch I see with a similar dial, it has the OP on it, was the PAM 380. I decide, whatever, screw it. I'll buy this one instead. So I put it on my wrist. Took it's the it same off the thing, website. right? Josh yeah, is like, yeah. You know, that's that's how I decided on that watch, man. I just, I think for me, and like I, in terms of like guys who like to buy watches, there's a lot of guys who are like you, you know, paralysis by analysis type guys who are going to take their time, decide, make sure, you know, sleep on it, then decide to buy it, and then sleep on it again. For me, if I want to buy a watch, I'm going to buy it. So I'll pick the one I want, and if that one's not available, let me get another one. Yeah. And that's kind of how I, I, I see that. You know my what, collection. What's funny is, um, like doing this for a long time, mm-hmm. I've actually like I talk myself out of a lot of watches before yeah. I even get to the point where I consider buying them. Mm-hmm. And you, I think a lot of collectors do this too. You become very deliberate about everything, yeah. and it's very easy to 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 just talk yourself out of something. Like if I wanted to make myself love the new Seamaster, I probably could. But there's like two things about it that just don't do it for me, so I just write it off, and it's yeah. very quick. And I'll look at a watch, and it could be you know almost perfect. 
and the hand the second hand doesn't do it for me so you know what nah, you know the next one whatever right. so i think it's it's easy to overanalyze a lot of this stuff yeah so Depending uh, on personality, you know there there is a probably a percentage of what you do well, that could be lent to me and then maybe you could do a little bit more research well, on some things oh certainly and, i need to do more um, research but but i see you sometimes put a watch on and all of a sudden i look over and you're still wearing it and you're like oh man this is nice yeah that's how i buy yeah if i get a watch on my wrist that's why dude i would be I'd be like a, a logo if I if I was in some other industry, some hedge fund manager just making money, had money to spend on watches. I would be a dream customer. You'd be calling yourself, oh just my god, shipping dude. stuff in. I would be no. Well, see, the thing for me is if I get it on my wrist and it just looks and feels right, I gotta buy it. And that's I'm very impulsive in that regard. So I'd be the guy walking downtown. Oh, let me peep into the to watch store, get it on the wrist, and you know, you know, almost immediately, or at least I do whether or not I like the watch. So I put it on immediately. Oh, wow, it fits nice. Ooh, it fits nice. You know, you get that feeling, a little tingle. You're like, so, ooh, it fits nice. Yeah. And then you look around, and you go, okay. All right, you see the price tag? Hmm, I got it's that. Doable. Oh, God. So that's one and two, right? And then number three is, uh, all right, let me get, let me, I can't leave, I can't take this off my wrist. I got to buy it. You know, I'm that kind of guy. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I get, well, I have bought them online, but I, it's, I'd say I'm actually impressed by guys who can buy watches without ever trying them on um i have a lot of customers they're like yo i want that watch they buy it it's not like they just send it back i mean some guys do which is fine i guess it's part of selling watches online but i don't know if i'd be able to i'd have to at least try the watch on because a lot of times the fit is an issue for me yeah um, it's it's really knowing your wrist and knowing how certain watches sit on your wrist um i think there's a lot of guys that just stay with one watch because they lo- they fall in love with it and we've talked about that like mono model collecting um you know, and that's a thing too, because you you know exactly how it's going to fit, so you're comfortable with that. Sure. I personally like to experience a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. So for me, having all those watches to going down to one to now coming back and having you know a handful of nice pieces, um, for me it's just kind of about experiencing different things. So that's part of the collecting. That's part of figuring out what works for you, what doesn't work for you. Right. Uh, at least the way I look at it. Um, I have definitely sold watches to people and sold my like sell it so hard that i sell myself on it yeah which but then you go ahead and pay for yours and you own it whereas (laughs) like i sell so hard that i'm like huh this thing's really nice you know i told the guy it's really nice and damn it's really nice should i buy this and then after a day of like thinking about it or wearing it i'm like nah you know what it's not for me (laughs) and i like i i will talk myself out of it but I, I feel myself, uh, you know, overselling sometimes and definitely selling myself on the piece. So I, think I can for, see how you do that. For me, once I put a watch on the wrist and I can, like, uh, the first thing I'll get, a, obviously, I look at the dial and I, like, dial depth on a dial. So, like, this watch, yeah. right? So, here, let's get another zoom in here. <clears throat> Wake up. Okay. <laughs> um, so, you can see. Sorry. I'm big being foot, a jerk. Yeah. yeah, sorry. So, you can see, like, how this dial and bezel kind of pop so nice. That's the first thing you're just like, oh, wow. Look at that. So if I'm impressed by a watch, and if you guys are listening on the podcast, too bad. Go on YouTube. You can see how awesome my new watch is. But um, it's uh, if if I'm impressed by the dial, that's like 90% of it. I'm like, oh, man, this is awesome. There's a JLC here. I'm done. JLC Duomet that we just brought in that's uh, white gold. It's a special edition. I believe it's like a world timer or some sort of GMT. And it has a uh, like a very textured uh, dial. The watch is unbelievable. I saw that watch and I just started thinking, 
how I'm going to pay for this thing. <laughs> like, oh, God. The wheels is, start turning. Oh, you're like, all right, purge, okay. sell everything. Sell, yeah, sell a few watches. Oh, God. All right, well, I got some real estate. Let's see if I can yeah. pull some equity out of that. Ooh, do I really need that second Jeep? car? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what are we going to do here? Let's... Let's spend thirty thousand dollars on a white gold watch. Then you today. walk. Then you walk yourself back off the ledge, and you start. Then I go buy something like, for eh. three grand instead, and because it's shiny over. and you're happy. Yeah, that's um, the other thing too. Yeah, you, know, you see a watch that you can't afford, and you you really 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 want it, but it's okay because you can't afford it, so you know you're not going to buy the watch, but you put yourself through the whole process of wanting to buy it, and then you just go buy something you can't afford. Like I feel like that happens too. Yeah, I don't ever. I don't do the what if I could afford that type of thing because it's just it's mentally exhausting to start thinking about like rose gold nautilus i mean it's You're, gorgeous rose gold 5711 it makes you want to buy other watches yeah, that you can afford yeah exactly <laughs> i mean but it's just i'm not going to own that watch but it does make me start to think well what if i could get a steel right like yeah. what if i could get a stainless steel one but well, then realistically <laughs> like the i can't afford that i could probably afford that if i stretched mm-hmm. but if i could get one at retail which is never going to happen well, it's like if i have I the could, money it doesn't mean i, I can just, afford it right it just i mean Watches are – it's definitely because of what we do. It's a weakness. Um, there's plenty of other things that we spend money on that's that's fun too. Um, you know, good steaks, good drinks, yeah, cigars, um, you right. know, going out, having a good time. That's fun. But the cool thing with the watch is it stays with you, and that's one of the things about, um, you know, owning something that's, that's stationary, which is nice because it's, you know uh, – I have this conversation with a lot of collectors that are like, uh, you know, my, my wife prefers to travel. I prefer to own things that are that are solid because both. at least I own, you know, something at the end of the day, yeah. you know, but there is value in the experience. But the, the thing is, is yeah, one do both. So why don't you meet in the middle and do both? Um, but I just, you know, there is something nice to be said. To go on a vacation. Yeah, there is something to be said for having something tried and true and tested on your wrist. So, um, oh God. yeah. Lake Star. This, so the chat box is, is actually uh, popping Guys off are having a conversation. They're having a great time. I think that this is a very relatable conversation. That, yeah. I mean, I could be talking about this all night. In fact, I think we're, we're, we're this is our marathon show. We're going 12 hours with this one. All right, cool. The guys on the... Let's put a clock. The, scroll yeah, the crew at the bottom. Are, are, are loving this. No dates tonight, right, guys? You guys get... Yeah. Um, immediately got a bunch of these from the back of the camera. So, <laughs> yeah. nope. so uh, Blake Starr says, he goes, he's, he's made a ton of rookie mistakes. He goes, when he was 15, he spent two grand on a Movado and $1,000 on a Gucci watch. Oh, I mean, you set money on fire, set $3,000 on fire. Imagine what you could buy now with that $3,000. But I'm hoping that you become a millionaire. Now it doesn't matter, Blake. You also said that you want a uh, uh, a solid gold Zenith. So I mean, thought, sure. So more like, mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> well, so the, I mean, the solid gold Zenith now, if it's pre-owned, it's a great you deal. Get a, yeah, you can get a phenomenal deal. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, right? You have to kind of make that, that mistake before you realize. It's all like now you, you mm-hmm. know what you're looking for. Yeah, I have a lot of guys. Uh, you know, oh, I want to sell this. You know, solid gold IWC that I bought. It was my first watch. You know, uh, the guy, the lady at the boutique, she was very, very. She looked so intelligent, and she she talked me into it. And told me it was going to hold so much value. And uh, looking at it online, I see it listed for half of what I paid. You know, uh, but I got to get out of it because I just can't wear it anymore. You know, we've had those conversations all the time. Yeah. Oh God. Um, Let's see here. Philip Hayden says, I try to talk myself out of buying Seiko divers. I already have one. Need to save for my Omega Seamaster. Dude, you can't have enough uh, Seiko divers. So I got, you guys saw the one I bought, right? Yeah, I bought two cents. I haven't worn them. They're just sitting in my house. Uh, Jason, I, do you have a three of two or three? I have two right now. I, a, a good part of that chunk of big watches I have were Seikos. Oh, um, I had to have, you know, it was a completionist mentality. Like I had to have all the dials, all the hands, <laughs> oh, all God. the, it was crazy. Um, 
and it was fun for what it was and to be for what it is uh, I will say I didn't lose any money on the Seikos. Like Seikos are, you can get in very cheap, you can get out relatively fair. Right. Yeah. So yeah, just always have somebody to... that's gonna want a Seiko. Exactly. Um, which is cool. I try and use my Seikos more for like uh, when we go shooting or like the like rough weekend activities, like if we're going hiking, something like that. But uh, that's kind of what we talked about with the oars and stuff like that. I don't know what he's looking like that for. If ninety nine nine percent of the time he's right next to me shooting. Hey, so on. listen. This is inappropriate talk, Jason. <laughs> oh, Lord. But, yeah, so uh, well, it's good to have a whole range of watches. I know, guys. So range? I a, what? Range? Jeez, dude. So <laughs> you're a terrible person, Jason. So, uh, I mean, nice. I have, I, so I have a, a really good customer who probably buys, shoot, he probably buys a watch every week for me. It's a trade a lot. It's a good guy, yeah. Yeah, well, that's what he wants to do. Uh, he's He probably has 200 watches, but they range literally from... Like Seikos and Grand Seikos to you know uh, what's what's like the most high end watch of all? He's he's got an Ublo Turbion. Well, actually, I don't know if he still has anybody traded it, but I mean like all, like having a wide range, uh, I think is is cool, and that's like I see, you see guys like get into the last step. So you know, if, say you start making a little bit of money when you're say our age, and you start buying watches here and there, and you're, you obviously want to be careful what you buy because you know we're not Mister Moneybags over here, so. Right. You know, you like to think, oh, well, what I what I have, you know, it's roughly worth what I paid for it. So if, you know, shit hits the fan, I can try to get rid of these, right? It's like that probably will never happen because, honestly, they're probably worth half of what we paid and we'll never, shit will never hit the fan. Most but, of them less than that, yeah. Right, exactly. So, um, but, you know, you, you hope by the time you get to be, you know, an old guy, right? So when we're 50, 60, 70, 80 years old, we're rolling in the dough and we can just make this, you know, fun and we can buy anything that can make... Things that we used to think were mistakes, right. go buy that Hublot Turbion. You know why? Because it looks awesome, and I want to wear it on the golf course. You know? well, it's like the uh, sense of accomplishment, like you were talking about, with buying something that really means something to you, and then the sense of fun of buying something like a Seiko or or even that uh, that Or sixty five. Yes. Like I bought that. I knew I wanted that watch in advance, mm -hmm. so it was definitely on the list. I had gotten rid of the blue one, knew it was going to eventually get the green one, mm -hmm. but when it showed up, it was on a whim. I just oh wow, we got one of these, all right, I'm going to buy it. But I had already done the research and known that I was going to want that watch. But the, but the sense that, you know what, I'm just going to get it, was also kind of a fun experience because, um, you know, it's it's having that, you know, 500 or $700 of expendable income for something that's going to bring you some joy is, is, right. is also part of this. Yeah, so. exactly. And it kind of push. I think another part of it possibly, I know is for me, is that like, you know, when I look and I look at like a gold president, right? And I'm like, well, do I have the money to spend? Uh, do I have the money? Does it exist? Yeah. Do I have it to spend? Absolutely not. But maybe I need to work a little harder, you know, make a few moves in my in my career, try to get to a point where I could buy right. that too. So it, it's actually, you know, it's like the, the carrot and the stick, right? So part of watch collecting, uh, especially for, you know, guys our age, it might be, you know, wanting to push ourselves further, you know, not getting fair complacent. Point. Yeah. Um, that could be part of it as well. I think that um, has to do with a lot of guys that kind of sit on the end of the chair that we are. Where it's mm -hmm. like one day I'm going to be the guy calling me. Yeah. Like in any any type of sales, one day I'm going to be the guy. You yeah. know, who wants to buy the people Ferrari are chasing or whatever, yeah, and not the, you're Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Um, let me give a shout out to Eric Nielsen. He uh, sent us an email about uh, a listing that we had, and it was incorrect. And we appreciate that. Thank you very much. Go ahead and direct all those to Tim from now on. By the way. Tim at that's his favorite thing. He He'll loves getting those that. emails. Yeah, yeah. and um, now Josh is fired. Eh, whatever. Yeah, there's always other things. That's right. I can go. I'll go sell toilet paper. 
Who else um, is in the chat? Any good questions? They just let's see, you guys. You have, yeah, I mean, I'm just looking. This chat's busy as hell. I don't think they're even watching the show. I think they're just talking about them, talking uh, amongst themselves, Eric which Nielsen, is cool. Uh, Eric Nielsen, Jason, I got my D65 by bidding 300 over on the last minute price and winning for $10 over. It's right. a D65. That's the uh, Damasco, I think Eric uh, texted me about we were talking about. Oh, nice. Uh, for you guys that don't know Damasco, if you're a fan of like Sin watches or any kind of like engineer uh, watch, Damasco is totally worth your time doing a little bit of research. They're awesome watches. Same uh, tegmented steel, uh, in-house movements. They do some chronographs. Pretty cool stuff. Yeah, sounds like it. I see here, someone named The Watch Lounge says, I used to be mainly into a dive, uh, I used to be mainly a dive watch guy. Now I'm getting into field watches and pilot watches. If everything works out on the Explorer 2, Black Dial be in the collection soon. So yeah, that's, that's a cool way to, uh, to collect too. You know, I, again, I'm all over the place. I like, the way I like to think about it is I want to have a watch kind of for every day, but also for like certain occasions. So like, you know, having some dress watches here and there, but I think eventually once I kind of own all the, like every genre of watch, then I'll go into like, all right, let me own a bunch of dive watches. Let me own a bunch of pilots watches. I think that's, that'd be a cool you know next step in, in the hobby. And in that range, you know, you could, I don't have to be a millionaire in order to afford those watches either. So if it never yeah. happens for me, the one, Jason, I can still spend a few yeah. bucks. Well, once I, once I hit that, you know, I'll look out for you. Oh, thanks. I could be um, your butler. One of the only kind of like genres like that that I've never really uh, are drive watches, which never really did it for me. But I could totally see the field watches. Drive watches? Yeah, and driver's oh, like, watches. Like just never really I understand the concept. Oh, there's like a Romain Jerome that looks like where you hold it sideways and you can see the. Yeah, it just. Yeah, Romain Jerome, great watches, Jason. Got to get one of those in the collection. Yeah. All right. Um, I don't know. What do you say we wrap Here. this thing up? Guys, what have been the top three watches you've sold this year? Edmund Alblas has asked. So we're we talking about price point. For me, it's like uh, Paddock, Paddock, Richard Mill. Okay. Yeah, I think a uh, Paddock uh, fifty nine seventy. I sold. I sold Richard Mill uh, RM thirty. A Richard Mill RM eleven oh three. Uh, like the NTPT. Yeah. Sold those three watches. I think those are probably top end in terms of the price points. Um, yeah. I'd say. I mean, any, anything over a hundred grand is usually like, yeah, a, like a big uh, deal. 5980R on oh, a yeah. bracelet I sold, which yeah, was yeah, pretty yeah. awesome. I sold an RM1102, which was awesome. What's 1102? That's the uh, titanium, oh, titanium rose gold with the green, uh, with the black strap. The one I bought was on green. The one I sold was on black. Oh, nice. Um, And then, yeah, I don't know. Well, we think more the about one the watches we buy than we than yeah, more about the I don't know what the, the third one would be. Then. I'm sure it's up there. But. I'm trying to think here. The watches, what are three, the top three? Because it's coming towards the end of the year. Maybe we should talk about this more in depth. Like, uh, we'll do an award show. Best watches we bought. Best watches we sold. Best trades. Best customers. Maybe we'll do something. Like, no? Sounds like a terrible idea. Sounds like it's time to leave. That's what it sounds like. Uh, All right, guys. The guys back here agree. Jason's got so, a date tonight. Yeah. So wish a him luck. date with a steak and a Jameson. That's what it is. Wish him luck on his date tonight. All right, no guys. Uh, we sincerely appreciate you guys staying with us on a Friday. Um, we hope that this made the drive home a little easier or the end of your night in the office a little bit easier. Uh, if you're listening to podcasts, uh, that's probably the safest way to drive home and watch or listen. I rather. say take chances, drive fast. <laughs> um, anyhow, thanks for logging on. Thanks for uh, chatting on the on the box. Oh, yeah. Subscribe uh, to our channel. Why don't we watch pull box. the poll one more time? Oh, yeah. Let's see what the poll looks like, guys. Let's see how many before. rich guys we got out there. Where are the rich Spending guys Spending 25 at? grand on HALC. Look at that. Look at all those rich guys. I applaud you. Keep putting up the hard work, guys, because that's what we need. Hard workers in America. 
That's right. All this right. Is, uh, we'll Spend your hard-earned American money Josh's, on Swiss watches. Cue Josh's rant. Go. Nah, all right, go. guys. Yeah, but no, but go. realistically, we want you to subscribe. I think we're up to over 56,000 subscribers now. Subscribe. <laughs>